Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Music. It's not just part of our daily lives, it's part of our wrestling fandom as well, and it has been for decades. That's where this show comes in. Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling, hosted by Andrew Rich. Hey, that's me. Each episode delivers a different topic with a variety of great guests, fun conversations, musical analysis, and of course, a heartfelt pun or two. New episodes drop every other Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. Check out Music of the Mat only on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. My music. You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 152, and it's another Music Memories episode. And today I'm joined by a returning guest here on the show. He is a contributor at Voices of Wrestling. It's Steve Case. Hello, Steve. Hey, Andrew. How you been? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Just trying to keep myself awake from uh, watching the baby all day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first time you were on was uh, late 2020 or so. And since then, you've had a kid. Yeah, so um, I know at the time, I congratulated you and your wife about that, but... Uh, we're on air here, so a belated on-air congrats to you as well for that. We appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, it feels like uh, it's it really is the before times and after times. So, uh, <laughs> But I'm here. I'm happy to be here, happy to help out, out and contribute. So uh, I'm pretty excited tonight. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Um, first episode of the year, of course. That's, that's pretty cool. And uh, hey. we just had Wrestle Kingdom, which was a great show, and... Dynamite was great too, and um, oh yeah, Vince is back in WWE as the chairman again. So uh, <laughs> as, as as the kids say, Steve, the vibes are wildin' right now. Yes, the kids do say that. I mean, it's we're what is it? Is today the eighth? Is that yeah? Because tomorrow's her birthday. So eight days in, and all of that stuff has happened already. Not to mention, you know, like yeah, you know, that. Who was that that debuted in New Japan again? She, I think she was kind of a big deal. I, I don't know. know. It was um, Mercy Monday or something like that. I, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like she's she might have a shot of being something, you know. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, but, uh, but it's funny. I, I mentioned in the last episode, uh, the year-end episode, that you know, every year we say that wrestling is crazy. It, it never lets up. It never is normal. It never takes a year off, and sure enough, you know, start of the year here, here we go again. <laughs> I mean, I remember coming up from the grocery store uh, on Thursday. 
I put stuff away and look at my laptop and what do I see first but that Wall Street Journal article and I see Vince is returning as chairman and I see the names George Berrios and Michelle Wilson and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> things are about to get a lot more fun around here and um, it could not happen to a better company either, Steve, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I, I, I mean, I remember. I, I was, I was happened to be in my office working. I think it was like early afternoon when that news dropped, and it just like made the rest of the day go faster. So I do appreciate <laughs> that. But my, my God, like what, what else could possibly happen in that company? It's like everything in this, in the ring and on the screen is so secondary. Like just not even close to being as interesting as the. The palace intrigue, you should say. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to be clear, just to be clear, the things that Vince did to warrant him leaving in the first place are pretty horrible. He's a horrible, horrible, terrible human being. Um, but, Stephen A. Smith voice, but to see Chaos reign at WWE and to see the memes pop up, making fun of Triple H, and just to think about all of the people were fired by Vince and then rehired by Triple H and other people in AEW might want to go back to WWE just to think about them sweating right about now <laughs> and looking at their phones and being extra friendly to Tony Khan that's the spice of life that's what gets you through the day Steve I think oh yeah no I mean Vince's Vince's whole like his punishment in life is that no matter how badly he tries and how badly he wants to be something else everyone's just going to know him as a wrestling promoter and that just eats at the just core of his soul and it's glorious and all of this stuff coming back he's he's just becoming more and more of a joke and just embracing the evil which i mean i don't know what more he could do to make himself <laughs> just an absolutely abhorrent human being but yeah and then just everything with all of those people and wwe like i i mean they're making their money i don't feel real bad for them if they're not happy creatively well you know you could have just watched the company like maybe for five minutes in the last 15 years and could have known what you were getting into so i'm not really losing any sleep over any of those people so yeah and uh, now the saudis might be sniffing around to buy it i mean it's it's madness it's utter madness so yeah we'll keep an eye on it as it goes along and see what happens it, but it regardless it should be a real hoot and a holler i think either way steve <laughs> Yeah, I saw that that little nugget about the Saudis maybe being involved. It's just it's just icing on the cake. Like what what else? Like what else is there? We're, we're what is what are we going to be talking about at the end of this year? Like <laughs> kind of scary to think about. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah, but um, anyway, Steve, uh, we are here to do a music memories episode. And for those that may not know. Music Memories is when I have on a guest to talk about three memories from their wrestling fandom that are strongly linked to music in some way. It could be a wrestler's theme, could be a TV or pay-per-view theme, could be from a game, an album, a movie or show about wrestling perhaps, whatever it may be. And it's not about analyzing the music like normal, it's more of a casual conversation about these memories and about these songs. And um, the last couple of these I've done, I did them with Gerard DeTrolio and Alan Cunahan, and... Um, there was, you know, a noticeable Japanese wrestling presence across those two shows. But um, as we'll find out today here, uh, Steve, with you, not the case. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, this is very much uh, an American skewed selection you have going on here. Hint, hint. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I would say, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a big uh, Japanese wrestling fan. Not as big as those two gentlemen, obviously, but I mean, I, as far as the roots of my fandom it's it's deep into the american wrestling i mean wwf wwe american independence all that kind of stuff so i mean as good japanese themes are yeah i guess i have a little bit more of a domestic flavor today well, well listen there's no set way to do this you know each episode is all about a person's own memories and fandoms and whatnot so it's going to be you know individualized each time we do one of these so yeah some people will choose american wrestling themes more some people will choose japanese wrestling themes more some people will choose europe some people will choose mexico old new whatever it may be it's all up to them so uh don't worry about it steve it's it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> oh no I, I mean as much as i would love to wax poetic about the 
first time I heard uh, Kazeni Nare, I, I think this, this is probably going to be a little bit more in my wheelhouse today. Of course, of course. Well, um, let's get to it then. Uh, Steve, what is your first music memory for us? Um, well, I guess I'll start at the start. Um, one of When I was a really little kid, starting out in my wrestling fandom uh, was right around the time that uh, The Undertaker debuted. So that would be his original, original uh, funeral procession march or whatever it's called. Um, but his original debut music would be what the first one would be. From Death Valley, I give you The Undertaker. Yeah, so uh, like I said, uh, very young, uh, right when The Undertaker debuted, and this this is something that is kind of a, a family like lore, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, everyone in my family knows me, and most of my the people that know me at all just kind of know me as like, oh, Steve's the wrestling guy. Um, and like I said, it's pretty much one of my like been the first thing that I really knew and loved as a little kid. But when the undertaker debuted, I was, I was terrified of death. (laughs) I was just, I was just absolutely terrified and not even, I mean, and still am to this day. Like, I mean, I think I, you have to have a healthy respect for death to appreciate life. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when I was a kid, and his in the Undertaker character debuted with the funeral music, the the body bags after the finish. Like I would, I would run and hide as soon as those like first chimes came on. Like I would go behind my couch. I would uh, run into another room. Why I didn't just change the channel, I have no idea. But like yeah it was just it was absolutely horrifying for me so that's that was one of the first ones i thought of um for this uh this little uh project here we got today well first of all i just want to say holy cow look at the size of that ham hock (laughs) check out them drumsticks baby uh (laughs) oh roddy you got kids maniac no no not anymore uh um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, seeing The Undertaker as a kid, I did too, but it wasn't back then, of course. It was 2003, American Badass, Big Evil, Biker Taker. You've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. And that version of Taker, that didn't scare me at all as a kid. Um, A, because he was a face, but also he was just a biker. He wasn't like an undead guy at that point. So I wasn't scared of him at all, but... I can imagine if I was growing up as you were, Steve, and being a little kid and seeing this, you know, giant guy with like the hat and the gloves and the coat and the makeup. He doesn't sell. You can't hurt him. He's putting people in body bags. I mean, those early tombstones he would do, those were nasty. He would just drive guys' heads right into the mat. So, yeah, I I can imagine myself, you know, back then... (laughs) Not being smart enough to the business brother, you know, just being terrified of that giant undead guy. That for sure, Steve. Oh yeah, no, I I think uh, it was the it was SummerSlam '90 was the actual or the Survivor Series '90 was the debut. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I've been I would have been just turning three years old right around that time, and my really early fandom like in that time i mean i'm three to five years old and there's this giant hulking supposedly dead man just killing like literally killing jobbers putting them in body bags and reminding me that life is not infinite and even though that i am four or five years old and have all of my life in front of me it's going to end 
and that just didn't sit well with little old Stevie. I mean, you see those kids in the in the crowd during his match, especially during his uh, introduction uh, to the to the Fed, and they'd cut to kids, and they're just kind of like, "What? Who is this?" Like, they're you could see the fear in their eyes, and yeah, I mean, it, it got to the point where like my mom would just start laughing as soon as she heard the music <laughs> and I mean she still talks about it to this day like I mean obviously with with my wife Elise she'll she'll bring it up whenever we talk wrestling and the undertaker comes up oh you remember when you used to run and hide yes mom I <laughs> I do remember I do remember thank you very much it's a very funny story let's move on but yeah it's just kind of one of those things that everybody talks about when uh in my family when it comes to me and my fandom your mom would be the parent of like the New Japan show where, you know, Lance Archer comes out and he comes over to you and he's just getting right in your face and you are screaming and crying and your mama's like, ah, ha, ha, it's so funny. And, you know, it's, <laughs> that's your mom, I think, there, Steve. So, Oh, yeah. No, she would be she would be having a good time. She'd probably let it get to a point And then if I was getting too upset, she'd probably, you know, go into mom mode. But for the most part, she'd probably just kind of let me let me endure and uh uh hopefully just kind of get over it mm. yeah we've done a bunch of halloween episodes on the show over the years and um the question i ask all the guests on those episodes is has anything ever scared you in wrestling like as a kid or whatever not in terms of you know scary botches or scary accidents or whatever but scary gimmicks scary angles um so i guess uh taker would be your answer for that question i suppose steve but um has anything else scared you in wrestling at all, like as a kid? No, Maybe like no. Um, Papa Shango or things like that? No, not really. I, I mean, I, I do remember the, the angle where Papa Shango made the Ultimate Warrior, like, vomit black or whatever it was and all of that stuff. But by then, I was probably, I mean, I think I was maybe closer to, like, 10 or maybe a little bit later in life and just kind of kind of past that stage. But, yeah, I mean really early on the undertaker was definitely the one weirdly enough like i mean i'm sure that i probably thought it was real back then but like i mean i really can't pinpoint a time where i actually like realized like hey you know this, this dude isn't ted like these people aren't like actually trying to murder each other like it's it's all a show i don't know when it was i pretty sure it was pretty early on but like definitely back then though like i was just bought it hook line and sinker man and it's all right it's fun to talk about nowadays it's uh sort of just takes you back to a simpler time oh yeah i mean we all have those stories of being a kid and just being absolutely terrified of something and then you grow up and think about it and it's like why was i so afraid of that it's it's nothing but you know, when you're a kid, it's not nothing. It's it's scary to you because you don't know any better. Um, I mean, I, I for me, when I was growing up, there was a restaurant in my town. Uh, it was like a chain restaurant called the Bugaboo Creek. And it was like uh, a Canadian wilderness-themed restaurant. And in the lobby, they had this thing. It was like a giant uh, animatronic tree. And there was a face on it. And every once in a while, the face would kind of, you know, light up and you know, talk to people. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm Mr. Evil Tree Man. Wah, wah, wah. No, it was like, you know, hey, everybody, welcome to the Bugaboo Creek. Here's some facts about Canada, things like that. But to little, you know, four or five-year-old Andrew, that was nightmare fuel. I was terrified of that thing. But, you know, now I grew up and I look back and it's like, that's not scary at all. It's a stupid talking tree. But again, when you're a kid and you don't know any better, and you see this giant thing in front of you, it's, it, it can be scary. I mean, I, I did cry a lot when I was a kid just in general, but that thing in particular was, you know, a bit terrifying to me. But again, it happens to all of us. It happens to everybody, Steve. Oh, yeah, totally. I can totally relate. Maybe, I, I mean, I don't remember crying a ton, but, like, I was scared of everything. Like, scared of the dark, check. Like, scared of being alone, check. Like, I, I remember, like, ha I mean, I had my, I think I had, like, a, a Bret Hart nightlight, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior nightlight, like at various times when I was a really little kid. And I'd always have to like check all of the rooms to make sure they were empty before I went to bed. Like I was just terrified that someone was going to come and get me, uh, whatever that means. So 
I, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, it, but that's, I mean, look back on it now and uh, it's, it's just fun to laugh at, fun to talk about and just uh, remember the good old days, like I said before. Mm. All right. Well, that was number one. Uh, Steve, what is your second music memory? Uh, well, number two would be um, uh, a song that I always told my friends if I was ever going to be a professional wrestler, this would be the scene that I came into and was very surprised when I thought saw someone else had it and couldn't really be duplicated. So uh, it would be For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica, uh, obviously used by Nick Gage on the Indies. you should do this you should try to go and i'm like i mean i was never really interested in becoming a wrestler i was a basketball guy wrestling was the same season as basketball and just something that never really interested me beyond the entertainment aspect but like it was always like oh well you know if you did it what would you do and you know you you and your friends you make up characters you make up like storylines and obviously the coolest part is like oh so what would your entrance be and I always just love, like, Metallica is one of my favorite all-time bands. I actually got to see him live for the first time out in Boston. Uh, I think I was messaging you back and forth while my wife and I were out there. Boston and, Calling, uh, yeah. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, they played For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is probably my favorite Metallica song. And just the, the, the tolling of the bell, like, signaling, like, oh, man, shit's about to go down. Like, whoever... Whoever is in in the ring right now, or whoever is going to face this person, is just going to. I mean, they're they're in for it, you know. And I always thought like that would be just the perfect like badass like cool like you can just kind of see the crowd like head banging. There's a good beat to it, a good like rhythm to it to like walk down to and get a, get a crowd into it. And then about. 2017 i think right around then um i mean i was familiar with nick gage i had heard the name i didn't really see a lot of his stuff or know much about him but uh i attended an aiw show with a buddy of mine josh riley if you're listening out there how you doing buddy welcome back to the mitten um to see a buddy of his who uh wrestled for the for aiw and the, the main event was supposed to be Nick Gage versus um, Grado, um, but I think Grado had a death in his family. So uh, actually MJF stepped in, and that was the first time I got to see MJF live, weirdly enough, uh, way back in the day when he was just starting out. And um, But I had never seen a Nick Gage match live. I'd never seen his entrance, anything. And I'm sitting there waiting for the main event, and I hear the toll. And I just, I, I like just shot a look and I'm like, oh my God, someone uses it already. And then obviously he makes the entrance, the crowd goes nuts. Like, I mean, he's Nick Gage, he's Nick fucking Gage. Like you can't, you just can't top that energy, that just feeling he has. And I'm just like, well, you know, that can't be top. So I'm glad I didn't try to go that route. Um, but it was just, it was a very, very cool moment, like kind of a surreal moment to see a, like something I had thought about in my own head for years and years and years, and then just kind of see it in practice by someone of that stature. I mean, you can say what you will about Nick Gage, but the dude has a crowd connection. And when that entrance hits, it's just, 
otherworldly. So, I mean, it was really, really cool, a really cool moment for me to be involved in that live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny you picked For Whom the Bell Tolls because we just talked about The Undertaker and, you know, he has a bell associated with him and there's a Mm -hmm. bell in this song too. So it all kind of comes together there, Steve, I suppose. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, we did an episode very early on about Metallica and their songs being in wrestling and and this song was on it, of course, and it's a great song. And um, going to your notion of thinking about what song you would use if you were a wrestler, I think we've all done that. Not just with themes, but we've all thought about, you know, what gimmicks you would have, what moves you would do, what promos you would cut. We've all done it. And if you're sitting there saying, I've never done that, you're a liar, okay? You're a lying liar. We've all thought about it. We've all cut promos in the shower. We've <laughs> all done it. I mean, myself, when I was growing up, Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I had like a, uh, I guess a life size for a kid, like a three foot tall Mickey Mouse stuffed animal thing, and I would do wrestling moves to it on the bed. Okay, it's just it's it's part of being a wrestling fan. It's not just watching the matches and enjoying it. It's also having the fantasy of being part of it too, uh, of being a wrestler and you know cutting promos and being a star, having these great matches and all that. And and some of us you know do make the leap and become wrestlers ourselves. And some of us stay home and value our bodies and don't take stupid bumps. So, you know, it's, <laughs> that's the thing. So, um, yeah, For Whom the Bell Tolls, I, I wouldn't pick it for my own theme myself, but I can see why you would because it would make for a great entrance theme. And, and Nick Gage is proof of that, of course, Steve. Well, what, well you, can't, you can't tease me on that. What, what songs would you pick? Like, you got a couple off the top of your head that you think – the the robot Andrew Rich might be coming in <laughs> to to I don't know Daly's place or or MSG you know and just getting blowing the roof off the crowd. Well, what do we got, dude? Maybe some uh, computer love by Kraftwerk, perhaps. Oh, maybe a little uh, very, very little uh, I Robot by the Alan Parsons Project. Maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very on the gimmick. I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, but but no. I mean, for me, it's all about I think what mood I'm in because I'll, I'll go through stages where I listen to you know a certain group of songs over and over and over again and I'll think oh that'll be a good theme or that'll be a good theme and then I'll switch over at some point to a different group of songs and I'll listen to those over and over again and I'll think oh that'd be a good theme or that'd be a good theme so again it all depends on on the time and the mood I think but um but uh right now I suppose I've always felt that um, I guess epic by faith no more would be a great song to come out to. Um, oh, yeah. Or from out of nowhere, from the same album, perhaps. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, though, you know, wrestling is so big. Chances are, whatever song you pick, someone else has already used it before you. So <laughs> there is that thing you have to consider as well. But, um, but, uh, but yeah. Again, though, I, I've spent many a time thinking about songs to come out to. It's just, it's what you do as a wrestling fan, I think, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I mean, I've also, like, it's always come back to that song and I've always thought about other songs, you know, like 
Uh, I mean, I always loved Stranglehold uh, by Ted Nugent. Obviously, that's that's Navon Eric's. Like everyone knows that 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 knows about history of this stuff. But I mean, I just loved that. I mean, I mean, maybe not maybe not what Ted Nugent's become. But, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, love that song. And um, weirdly enough, um, I will, uh, Pump It Up by Elvis Costello was always one that oh, I yes. really enjoyed um head like a hole for nine inch nails uh i mean hell's bells to stick with the bell theme was a acdc was probably my favorite band um in the my formative years kind of like the gateway to band to get me all into uh hard rock heavy metal kind of stuff so um but yeah i mean it's always just come back to you know it's it's always been for whom the bell tolls. It's just, it's perfect. Perfect for, I guess, the kind of, the kind of aura and persona, uh, a guy like me would want in that form. So. Mm. Yeah. I could just picture the music hitting and you coming out and the fans just jumping up and down around you like the gauge, you know, it's just, I could picture that so clearly in my mind there, Steve. So. <laughs> yeah. Could you, could you, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a big. I'd probably feel claustrophobic. I'd probably shrink in the moment, you know. But that's why he's. That's why he's a little bit better for it than I am. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve. What is your third and final music memory for us? Uh, this is probably going to be a boring choice, but uh, anyone that knows me at all uh, knows that this has to be on there, and that song would be "Real American." Uh, by uh, Rick Derringer, uh, of course, made famous by the immortal Hulk Hogan. associate my childhood with Hulk Hogan like those early like the early years the the 85 to 90 91 Hulk Hogan um, I always tell the story of my very first memory as a human being is me playing with a wrestling ring with those like old rubber foot foot tall uh, wrestlers one was Hulk Hogan one was Jesse Ventura and I still have them to this day. My son plays with them. And I mean, every, like I, I dressed up for Hulk Hogan for Halloween more times than I can count, even up until my, my college years. Um, I, 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 I've, I cut promos in his voice. Uh, the short lived mid card matinee podcast that me and a couple of my buddies did during the pandemic. I read the, ad read uh in hulk hogan's voice um <laughs> it's just in i mean that's that song has been in my playlist for running working out i'll just listen to it uh we played a my cow my first year at central michigan university when i was in college uh, i dressed up as hulk hogan and i got with my buddies and we made a scene and i and someone played his music and i walked down the stairs tore my shirt off did all of the poses and everything it was a big deal and then maybe probably the best instance of use for this ever in my life my the entrance to my wedding reception um which you may have seen andrew i think video of it kind of got out among the among the voices of wrestling boys mm -hmm. um but uh every single couple in my wedding party came into a different theme song and it all built up to me and my lovely bride and 
I gave Elise one of my old Hulk Hogan uh, costume t-shirts and we busted into that thing, the real American. I came out and started posing and everything. And then I pointed to her and like the badass that she is, she ripped that thing off, owned the room, got the big pop. And I mean, it was, it was a dream come true. So like just every, every, all throughout my life, that song has just been important to me. Obviously, you could say everything in the world about Hulk Hogan and everything that he is and become, and you'd be 100% right, and I don't doubt that, but I will always, like, I will always think of that man in my early formative years to eat, say your, say, say your prayers, train, eat your vitamins, all I mean. He like that's weirdly enough like that kind of stuff is the reason I was a good kid when I was younger, and that that to me is important. And I think you can still see what he's become and not be a fan of that, while still taking out the things that are good that could have came, that came from that in my formative years. So, very important song for me, Andrew. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, Sarah, Steve, but um, you are now canceled. Uh, you were canceled. <laughs> For honoring such a horrible racist man like this, um, and Elise is canceled as well for the wedding stuff. She's canceled too, and um, your son Arthur is also canceled by association. So look, I don't make the rules here. Well, That's just the way it goes. I'm sorry about all this. It's just what happens, okay? But um, <laughs> are you? Are but, you though? Because isn't it isn't it once you're canceled though, you're kind of good from there. Like if you get canceled once, like you just kind of get forgotten and you can just live your life. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe this is a good thing. So thank you, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but no, in all seriousness, this is a very good pick. I mean, it's real American. It's one of the most iconic wrestling themes of all time. And it's funny. The next episode after this one will be the six year anniversary show. And, in the six years we've been doing this show, we have not yet done an episode about Hulk Hogan's themes. Uh, we did do one about his album, Hulk Rules. That was pretty fun. And uh, we did the NWO songs as well. But Real American, Voodoo Child, songs like that, they have yet to come up here on the show. Um, and it's not because of any you know strong moral high ground on my part. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. That's, that's the only reason, really. So there you go. Um... But yeah, Real American, again, it's very iconic, and it's such a, a, a major element to the Hulkamania zeitgeist. You think of Hulkamania, you think of the red and yellow, you think of the bandana and the American flag and the Fu Manchu and the poses and the brother and all that, and you think of this song. It's inseparable, really, um, which is funny because this wasn't his song originally. Mm-hmm. This was originally the U.S. Express theme, yeah, you're right. and then they just gave it to Hulk. You know, he just took it from them. And it was his, automatically. And really, I think, given the bombast of the song, I think it does fit Hulk way, way, way better than Wyndham and Rotunda. No offense to those guys, but it just it feels like a Hulk Hogan song through and through. Um, so yeah, again, a very good and, and obvious pick here, Steve. No no jokes about it, for sure. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, because it's, it's funny that most, a lot of people don't really know that that wasn't his original song, and that, like, he actually, I mean, he used to come out of Eye of the Tiger, that was, like, his thing, um, er, early, early on, and from the, from, obviously, the Rocky influence, uh, but, you know, you show people, like, some of those early, uh, U.S. Express matches or whatever they were called, uh, Wyndham and Rotunda, and you like the music pops and they're like, and you're watching with someone that isn't in the know, and then these two dudes come out that are clearly not Hulk Hogan and <laughs> just start looking at you like, wait, what? What's going on here? Did they share songs back in the '80s? Like, what is this? And then you just kind of like, aha, I got you. I am a big wrestling nerd. And you're just a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't, I mean, yeah, you you can't think of the the boom in the 80s. You can't think of Hulk Hogan without hearing that song in your head. And it's, it's almost become a meme to a, to a point where like every 4th of July, you'll see those like posts of people, like there's like the American flag and, 
there's George Washington, there's like like bears and like majestic horses and uh and then there's always like Hulk like a picture of Hulk Hogan in the background waving a flag and it's like it's just anonymous with that it and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i guess (laughs) that's that's up to who you're talking to but it's just it's it's like a it's like a part of pop culture now like i mean try imagine trying to repackage and reassign that song to someone like even in like the late 90s if wwf were trying to like really stick it to nitro or someone in those days like imagine trying to do that like they did like having the fake razor or the fake undertaker like it would just be it would be doomed from the start from the opening tone you know you just can't you can't separate that era that song from that man it's just it's too perfect Mm -hmm. yeah i mentioned uh in the taker segment how um the song you picked wasn't my first taker theme it was you're gonna pay uh, well, my first Hogan theme wasn't Real American. It was actually Voodoo Child because I played Mania 19 for the GameCube as a kid and that was his song in the game. And I didn't get to experience Real American until Hulk came back um, you know, in 05 for the Hall of Fame and the Shawn Michaels feud. That was when I first got to see, quote-unquote, Real American Hulk Hogan. And look, I'd be lying if I said that at the time I didn't enjoy it, you know, because I did. You know, even with Hulk being older and working his, uh, you know, political bullshit magic on Shawn Michaels back then. But but still, I, I enjoyed it. And even now, given what we know about Hulk and all the uh, the things he's done over the years, even now, it's hard to go back and watch him body slam Andre at Mania 3 or, you know, watch him Hulk up against The Rock at Mania 18 and, and not feel something, not feel that thrill that you get when watching wrestling it's it's hard to do i think um at least for me so yeah i I can only imagine just how thrilling it was for you steve to do that entrance at your wedding with elise given how big of a hulk fan that you are um thrilling and cancelable unfortunately but uh (laughs) thrilling nonetheless (laughs) i'm sure i know know. uh i i told i told elise when we first met and we knew this was for real like i I, I have I, I told her I have one request for our wedding and one only, and that's every pers- every member of the wedding party comes in to a different wrestling theme song, and we would come into a real American, and she's like that's all you need. I'm like that's all I want, and she says okay, and obviously she went even further with uh, I mean table placements the. The sign-in book. She was. I mean, she's she's really, really been great about you know this uh, weird hobby of mine uh, that we all know and love, and she knows it's a big important part of my life. And I mean, you've met her. She's been at some of the shows yeah. with us. Like she's she's been grateful, and she knows. I mean, about all the the Hogan stuff and but also knows how important it was to me growing up. So, uh, yeah, it's great. And I will say this, uh, Voodoo Child, great, great theme, great theme. I would put that right up there with, I mean, nothing's real American, but if you're going to put a a number two, I will say that uh, American made the WCW theme song that some prominent members of this website find to be the best is god awful terrible i hate that theme. <laughs> like i i mean i was by the time he went to wcw i mean it was cool for like the first maybe like six months i, I mean i was still like i was kind of i was still in that transition phase like i i mean and i hogan had been out for a while and he kind of were starting to get into some of the newer guys and then you're like oh he's coming to wcw i'll check this out now and it just obviously we all know what that turned out to be like in like late 94 and 95 with the dungeon of doom bs and it was like once he turned heel and the nwo like to me wcw hogan i think of nwo like that he that fate the first couple years where he was a face was such garbage that like i just can't 
think of that American-made theme in any other way than just being absolute hot garbage. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 the shits. So <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. So if anyone else thinks that one's the best one, they're wrong, and we can have a a civilized discussion about it. But just in the end, know that you're wrong, and that song is terrible. I think all you have to do is just say Hulk Hogan versus the Butcher at Starcade. Uh, not the current Butcher with the blade, not that one, but uh, good old uh, Brother Brutai getting that uh, world title made event against the Hulkster at Starcade. That was uh, that was no bueno, no bueno at all there, Steve. <laughs> oh God, no, nope. Oh, those are days that I that I uh, choose to forget. Hmm. You know, I thought of this earlier in terms of connections between songs. We played Metallica earlier, and as we all know, according to one Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster himself once auditioned to be the bass player for Metallica. And I guess they said, Hulkster, I'm sorry, you're too good for us. You'll outshine us too much. Those those massive 24-inch pythons are so big, we can't contain them in the band. It just, what could have been, Steve? What could have been? Well, you know, I mean... When he when he tore every muscle in his back, slamming a seven hundred pound Andre the Giant back in the eighties, you know it just really messed with the dexterity in his fingers, and he just couldn't he couldn't get get speed quite right. And you know, I mean, he did his best, and probably had he been picked, they would probably not only be regarded as the greatest metal band of all time, but maybe up there with like the Beatles and the Stones. You know, is just just like god tier music just in the annals of music maybe even maybe even like a a more recent beethoven or mozart you know just kind of it's 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 just one of the great what ifs you know like what if he was in a traveling metal band and not you know just Vince McMahon's golden goose so just so there's a timeline out there, you know, one of the multiverses where he's still rocking out in stadiums across the world. And, you know, I don't know, uh, Kurt, uh, James Newstead is the All-American champion for Vince's Fed, you know. Jason so, Newstead. Jason Newstead. My apologies. Yes. Mm, yeah. But what could have been? Um Saint Hulkster round my neck. Oh, stop. No, he no, no. always drops the leg. You hulk it up, you hulk it up. Saint Hulkster. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen, I as you were talking, I was thinking, okay, what kind of Hulk Hogan Metallica parody can I do? What can I do? And that just popped in there. I, I couldn't help it, Steve. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I mean, there you go. I mean, instead of entering to something as cool as for whom the bell tolls, maybe you could just enter to the sound of trash cans just banging incessantly <laughs> over and over and over again. My God, that album's terrible. I, I like it. I can't help it. It's a good song. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, you know, it's there's 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 some people that think that it's so bad it's good. and I'm one of them, damn it. I'm one of them. <laughs> you, my man. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. You do you, my man. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, Steve, thank you so much for being here. This was a great conversation and a lot of fun, my friend. So thank you so much. I appreciate you, Andrew. Anytime. I'm happy to do this. I always have a blast with you. I hope you continue to have success six years. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, man. Um, and I hope you continue to do for at least, you know, six, if not 60 more. So. Well, thank you. That, that means a lot. Thanks so much, man. Um, any plugs you want to give? Go right ahead. I mean, uh, I, I try to write as much as possible for uh, VoicesOfWrestling.com. Um, I do, ha in the upcoming uh, Match of the Year poll, I'll have a couple quick, quick synopsis or thoughts about uh, some of the matches that I chose. Uh, a lot of great work, a lot of great writers on that site, podcasts, Um if you're listening to this, you probably know that already. So uh, check everybody out. It's good stuff. And hopefully I'll be able to put a little bit more uh, on the site uh, this coming year. 
I hope so too, because I enjoy your writing and um, I enjoy the references that you sprinkle in there that uh, I just seem to get myself and no one else apparently. So, but I enjoy them nonetheless. So there you go. I, 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 I'll, I'll always put one in there and then it might not get any bites for a couple hours, but then I'm like, as soon as Andrew sees it, he's going to see it. He's going to do it. And you never fail me. You never fail me. So I appreciate that, my man. Mm, Well, that's what friends are for. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So Music of the Met is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Met. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Discord for all discussions and comments. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Donate for any donations. Just click the big Donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. And of course, rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Steve, thank you again, and I'll see you around. Yep, have a good one, Andrew. Thanks so much, and uh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. For Steve Case, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys. Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you like wrestling trivia? Then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagne, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today.